Ooh, welcome in to the Sports Burrito Podcast again. We are back again this week. Sorry we missed you last week. Um, but yeah, we're going to recap all the football this weekend. It was a big, big, big weekend. We had a lot of fun. Uh, as always, it's me, Blake Brinkley, and I'm here with Tobe. How you feeling today? Uh, it was a pretty up and down week. Yeah. Finished it way down, but... We go again this week. Yeah, well, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. I actually had a good weekend when it, in terms of gambling and uh, in terms of my football teams. So I, I had an all right weekend, but fantasy football-wise, I had a very tough week, very tough. Uh, I had CMC on one league, and the other league I'm now 0-3. So... We're we're, we're going to bounce back. I've got some things in the works. We're going to see, we see what we can do. All right, um, but we're going we're going to start out. We're going to start out with some college football here. Yep. Um, it looks like we've got some some major major changes, some major things going on. Um, so when it comes to it's, it's we're going to start to get to the point where we got to start talking about the college football playoff and what's going to happen and how these things are going to factor in. Um, Right now, it feels like there's going to be major conferences that are usually included that are, by default, going to be just not a part of the conversation at all. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the ACC specifically. Yeah. It was a pretty pitiful start for the season. You know, Clemson loses to Georgia. They don't score a single touchdown. And – you think that Clemson would recover and, you know, they'd get their offense on track. It's bad. But it's bad, dude. They haven't recovered. Their offense is still pretty much piss water. It's getting worse. They're getting hurt. Yeah. They have two I, losses now. And Yeah, I, they, I watched that game with a, with a group of Clemson fans, man, and I'm telling you, it was pure depression like I've never seen. It's – were you rooting for Clemson? I kept my mouth shut because I do not care for Clemson being a Duke fan, but I I do not did not want to piss off the company I was with, so I kept my mouth shut. Um, I had State plus six and a half in the first half, so I was pumped about that, and I I was very openly about that. But um, after that, I kept I kept it to myself. But it it was hard to watch. The the O line is paper. It's it's wet paper, wet napkins. Uh, it's I don't I, I don't know any other way to describe it. It was pitiful. They didn't give DJ any time, and then when he had time, um, Justin Ross is the only receiver that knows how to get open on the entire field. Uh, and and even then, it, sometimes it looks like he doesn't want to be out there, or he's still scared about his back. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they got some injuries too. Shipley got hurt. I'm pretty sure Breezy towards ACL. Uh, it's it's not going to get better, I don't think right now. I think they've now they've accumulated some injuries on top of being bad, worse than usual, and I don't think it gets better. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't get any easier for them. No, uh, they lose to state, and now they have to bounce back against Boston College, which is who's undefeated, undefeated and in contention with Wake Forest. For yeah. the best team in the ACC, 
and they just beat Missouri in overtime, a very exciting game. Um, so, I mean, Boston College is, is can and likely will compete with Clemson. I, I mean, some at some part of me feels like Boston College is the better team going into this game. And that is something that's really weird for me to feel. Uh, but, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but outside the ACC, because ACC was always kind of a one-dog race anyway, if you pull that dog out, um, it looks like the Big 12 is just going to beat each other up. Yeah, dude. I, 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 Oklahoma just had so much hype this season. Spencer Rattler had so much hype this season. But four games in, even even the home crowd turned on Rattler. Yeah, that's that's tough. how you know. Uh, even though they're winning, things things are bad down there. Yeah, I mean, this I, I feel bad that I was right about this one, but I, I I said it before we even started. He's he's overrated. He has got a turnover problem, and there's something about him that he just doesn't. Even though he's got probably the top five skill position players in, in to, all of college football around him. It just doesn't look like he is executing things he's like he's supposed to. When you've got that much talent on the field, you're supposed to look like Kyler Murray. You're supposed to look like Baker Mayfield. You're supposed to look like Trevor Lawrence. He doesn't look like them. He doesn't look complete at all. He yep. he looks like he needs more, a lot more college and a lot more practice. Yeah, especially since uh, there are scouts out there that are saying he has the better arm talent out of Baker – Kyler and Jalen. It, it, his, his, it, his, his, his football IQ is bad. It's his awareness is bad. He's, uh, I don't think he's the sharpest tool in the shed, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, other... Oklahoma hasn't lost yet outside of Oklahoma. Iowa State is pitiful. Uh, Kansas yeah, State. This was supposed yeah. to be the year for Iowa bad. State. They're bad. They, you know, they are bad. Their offense is absolutely terrible. You think a team with full of seniors, full of returning players, that they could be able to get it going on offense? Yeah. But I, I think maybe they just benefited from last season. They didn't have to go to any hostile environments at all, pretty much. Yeah, I think it really made Brock Purdy look better than he actually is. They've got a good quarterback, I mean, running back, I mean, but the rest of the offense just looks bad. And uh, outside of that, we got Kansas State, who looks like they're just up and down. We don't really know who they are. Oklahoma State oh. looks like they're a little better than we thought. Um, but I don't think they can actually compete at, you know, like the national level, do you? Uh, No. They – I, I'm going to give them credit. They are finding ways to win games, ridiculous yeah. ways to win games, but I mean, they're to not me, impressive at all to me. The best Big 12 team I've watched is Baylor. They, they've looked the best on the field to me as Baylor. They've also played the worst like schedule in the Big 12 so far. I, I'm sure. Yeah, I, mean, I think they played like against Texas State or something and they barely yeah, beat I mean, them. I mean they're four and over they're two and over in the Big Twelve. They beat Iowa State this week. They barely beat them. I don't know. Yeah, they I mean but they blew out yeah, Kansas, dude. which they're supposed to. So I mean I guess they're not. I guess it still Texas is Oklahoma. State, I just, Texas Southern Kansas. 
I mean, it ain't it ain't Texas, and TCU got beat by SMU this week, and Kansas State did not look good against Oklahoma State. Texas Tech gave up seventy to Texas. Texas still isn't it. I don't care. I watched them play Arkansas. I know they're not it. Iowa State's bad. West Virginia hung with Oklahoma, but it's it's if if West Virginia is at the bottom end of that conference and they almost beat Oklahoma, what's the top half going to do? Yeah, Oklahoma definitely got to turn it around because uh, not this week, but next week they play Texas. Yeah, and we got Baylor playing Oklahoma State this week at Oklahoma State this week. So we'll find out about one of those teams this week that we'll know whether which one of them is going to compete with Oklahoma. Um, yeah, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to be either of these conferences like year at all. Like even if Oklahoma gets in, the same thing that's been happening to Oklahoma when they do get in, they get blown out. They're going to get blown out, dude. I'm telling you. If Spencer Rattler goes into a playoff game and has to play Alabama or Georgia's defense, it's going to be bad, and we're not going to enjoy it at all. It Well, I mean, I might enjoy it because I called it from a long ways out, but he's not going to enjoy it at all. He's going to have a very bad time, and anyone who likes Oklahoma is going to have a very bad time. Yeah, but I think the biggest winner out of uh, – the chaos I'd say that hap- that's been happening so far this year is definitely Cincinnati. As long as they win this weekend, yes. Yeah. They have to beat Notre Dame. Either win or keep it close because they are on the road. Because honestly, the way that the committee is to non power five teams, I'm they have to go undefeated for them to give me a, them a chance to meet. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. But that's what they're going to do. But the thing is, the committee also looks at preseason rankings. And, you know, a team like Cincinnati with the, you know, they actually have a good schedule this year. And they started the year, I think, ranked number eight or something like that. I think that's going to help them a lot, especially with the ACC probably not going to have a playoff team unless Wake Forest or... um, Boston or, College wins out because Clemson is not getting in. I mean, is there is there schedule? That, I mean, they played Indiana, who's not what we thought they were, and they kind of struggled. Then they got Notre Dame, but then after that, I mean, the rest of the, is the rest of their games are conference games, and I mean, Temple's bad, UCF's okay, Navy's not good, Tulane is they're 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 a decent team. They they almost beat Oklahoma. They're a decent team. They're one in three though. So and then Tulsa. And then UCF, SMU, who's a good team, and ECU. So I don't really think their schedule is that good. So I think they got to go undefeated. If they're only ranked game, they lose. I don't think they get in, personally. Unless there's a bunch of two-loss teams. I I think there will be a bunch of two-loss teams this year. Because, you know, going into this season, I said that this season was going to be probably like 2007, the – craziest year in college football and so far it's been kind of living up to that there's yeah i mean uh, the most upsets not most upsets the most ranked teams losing i mean you think about it the the season the i mean the top 10 has got cincinnati and arkansas in it that's where we're at right now that's it that's real you know i mean we live we live in the world where 
Wake Forest is 4-0 and NC State is ranked. And they're both ranked higher than Clemson. Yeah, I mean, the, the fall but, from but Grace But somehow Boston been... College isn't ranked. Yeah, um, and we're coming up on, I mean, the Big Ten's going to beat each other up too because Penn State and Iowa are undefeated. And if I'm not mistaken, they, they do play each other in two weeks. So that one of them are going to fall. So you got Penn State and Iowa. One of them's coming out. Um, and then you got Michigan, who's undefeated. And you got Michigan, and, and, and you know, they're going to play some of these teams. Ohio State's got to play some of these teams. They're still hanging out right on the outside. So the Big Ten's going to beat yeah. each other up. The SEC's going to keep beating each other up. Um, uh, the way Alabama has looked against the only good team they've played, because Miami's not a good team. They played Florida. Miami did not look that much better in Florida. They, but Florida's a good team. I think my I think that means Alabama is going to drop one of their games against either Ole Miss, A and M, Arkansas, or Auburn. So I don't. The only team right now I see going undefeated. I think Cincinnati, if they win this week, they have the best chance of going undefeated. It's virtually guaranteed unless they just that's on them. After mm-hmm. that, Oregon's got the easiest schedule, but the Pac-12 is weird. And Pac-12 then, after dark. The Pac-12 is odd. And then, honestly, so but if Notre Dame wins this week, they're easily the biggest lock to go undefeated, which I find very disturbing. But, yeah, if, if the winner of Notre Dame-Cincinnati has the easiest path left to the playoff, without a doubt. Yes, just 2021 college football season things, man. It's, I mean, imagine, how, imagine how, saying how, this like – Five years ago, um, imagine a world where, let's say, let's say Alabama and Georgia both lose last th- four weeks of the year, and Cincinnati is undefeated. Cincinnati's the number one team in the country. Cincinnati might go into the playoff as the number one seed. That's a that's a realistic possibility because of where they started, because of Notre Dame, and because they have the easiest schedule left. Wow. Wow. That is. That's a realistic that possibility of something that's not that far out, out of the realm of possibility. And I find that crazy. That is insane. That is insane, man. But my, my dark horse is, is, is Ole Miss. Yeah, dude. Ole Miss is definitely a wild card. Because, I mean, right now they Matt got the Corral. Heisman. Yeah, Matt Corral, he's the Heisman. Uh, you know, last year he would either throw five touchdowns or four picks in a game. We haven't and seen the picks you know, yet. We haven't seen the picks yet this season. And this is his first big test. Um, I watched the Manning cast on Monday. Nick Saban talked about how, you know, up-tempo offenses and uh, quarterbacks like Matt Corral are difficult to game plan around. And uh, last season, Ole Miss played Alabama – they lost by 20, but they scored like 40 points on that defense last season. Yeah. And I, I don't think they've really improved much on the defensive front this season. They I gave mean, up a lot of rushing enough. yards. They gave up a lot of rushing yards to Florida. But, man, we, might, Alabama we might see a shootout in Tuscaloosa this week. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a schedule. Ole Miss has left. They have Alabama. This week at Alabama, they got Arkansas at home, and then they go Tennessee and LSU, which is whatever. Then they got 
at Auburn, then they got Liberty, then they got A and M. That is a that is a schedule. So yeah, speak, speaking of schedules, how about Arkansas's schedule? The toughest four it. the toughest four game stretch, man. First, they they won they won the first one against Texas A and M. Now yep. they have to play at Georgia, yeah, then at, at Ole Mississippi, Miss. Mm-hmm. and then the last game against Auburn. What what if, what if they come out undefeated? Are they the, the are they number one? Let's say if Alabama go, loses to Ole Miss this weekend, and if they and Arkansas if they go goes in, yeah, if Arkansas go goes into Athens, wins, then goes into where does Ole Miss play? The Grove. Yeah, if they go into Athens and win, they go into – I forget where Ole Miss is from, but where they go into wherever Ole Miss is from, and they win that, that game, and then they come home and beat Auburn. I I mean, dude, I don't I don't see them doing that. I like Arkansas. I like the story. I don't see that, dude. That's, that's tough. Their defense is legit, though. It really, really is. I mean, they're 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 a legit team because you don't uh, beat their their offense is a lot better than you think on paper. Their quarterback, yeah, I mean, A and M's defense, A and M's defense is ridiculous. And yeah, they were the, they, they, they were ranked the number one defense going into and that they put game, up, and they put up twenty on them. I mean, that was and enough. They gave up so many big plays. Yeah, they just feel they feel really balanced. That's honestly the scariest part. They they feel really really balanced. I mean, how many they had 246 passing yards and 197 rushing yards. That is the epitome of balance. They only had to throw the ball 15 times. And they had 246 passing yards. They executed yeah, when they do throw I mean, it, they throw it deep. Yeah, and I mean they they threw in some different stuff there. The backup came in and threw a 27-yard pass. Or I think that was actually a uh, that was actually a um, a receiver through a pass, and then yeah. but they had a backup through three passes. Horns we threw a few, so um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just um, I don't know. They they look legit. We'll just have to wait and see what's going on. Um, it's it's gonna be weird. Um, but we were talking about we got so the other weird ones. Uh, we got Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, is that this week? Uh, no, Michigan plays Wisconsin this week. Okay, yeah, yeah. Michigan, Michigan State's later on, but they're both undefeated, right? Yeah, they are. They are both undefeated still. Michigan State yeah. had a close call against uh, Nebraska, and which was Michigan weird. Didn't really. They 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 were dominating Rutgers, and then yeah, you, you were right about Rutgers, man. They they will hang. They will hang, dude. They will definitely hang with you. Uh, they're they're a decent uh, team. I, I don't Rutgers, know. They play Ohio State this week, and I you, think they'll you, hang you with them. That, you think they got a chance? It's going to be at Rutgers. Stroud that, is still recovering from his injury. That would be by far the biggest upset of the season for me if Rutgers can beat Ohio State. I don't think they'll win, but I think this is another one of those like this will be almost the upset of the week. You know what I mean? Like this is like they they push Ohio State really hard and then they don't win. I think this is a team to be worried about next year because they're going to get a lot of experience this year and then they're going to learn and they're going to get close in these games and then some point in the end of the year they're going to finish one of these games and then they're going to become da- be dangerous next year. But right now, 
I don't think they have the ability to finish this kind of like win. But I let do me, think they'll let hang me with check Ohio the State. spread on this game really quick. Okay. I imagine it's not tiny. It's at least 14. It's got to be. 15. It's 15. Yeah. It's four, only, 15. Only, only one point higher than um, the Oregon you know, game. You know, I find disrespectful. I'm pretty sure Arkansas is a two touchdown um, underdog to. Um, To uh, Georgia, I think they are. I think it's fourteen and a half. Oh, it's, it's eighteen and a half on Barstool. Eighteen and a half. UGA minus fourteen hundred money line. Yeah, wow. I could get Arkansas for plus seven hundred. The over under is forty eight and a half, which is pretty. Honestly, I feel like it's a little high. This is gonna be a low scoring game. I'm not so sure, dude. Arkansas's offense is pretty. Georgia's different. defense is better than AM's. Come on now. Georgia's defense is better than AM's. And Arkansas's yeah, defense is good enough to hold Georgia's offense, which honestly does not look all that great. So you think it's going to be like a, another 20 to 10 game? I think it's I think it's going to be 13 to 7. Max. I think this is going to be a super low-scoring game, but who knows. Uh, well, yeah, we're just talking about last week right now. Um, and we talked about the Pac-12, Oregon State going to USC and beating them uh, the for the first, first time, time since, since what? 1960. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's really bad, dude. I don't – You know, I, I, I was, was going to bet Oregon State for that game. I looked at it. I was like, hmm. Then I looked – when was the last time Oregon State won at Los Angeles? 1960. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll stay away from this game. <laughs> well, we, we, but, yeah, uh, dude, I'm, I'm high have. on the Beavers right now. I'm high on the Beavers right now. I'm, I'm less high on the Beavers and more low on the Trojans, to be honest with you. I don't see them being any good anymore. Um, they're just they're, – they're lost right now. Um, they lost. Did you feel like you learned anything about any contenders this week? Uh, There weren't – any big wins or any really surprising wins? Uh, the contenders I think that are contenders are still contenders. No one knew in my book. For me, it was definitely Arkansas. I wasn't sold. I'm sold. I'm sold to me. I know AM didn't have, wasn't completely healthy, and I get that. AM was a good football team, and Arkansas came in there, and to be honest, they controlled that game. And they looked like the better team, without a doubt. And I don't think being a little healthier would have changed that. So, I think Arkansas is legit. Um, and on the side of pretenders, I wasn't completely sold on Wisconsin. I don't like Graham Mertz. I didn't think he was very good anyway. Just like I don't like Jack Cohn for Notre Dame. Uh, Wisconsin just doesn't make good quarterbacks if they're not Russell Wilson. Uh, so Russell I, Wilson is a NC State product. We claim him fair, fair enough. Um, but I, Wisconsin's they're they're not a good team. They are a below average team. They don't have the elite running game like they usually do, which keeps them in games and controls games. They have a decent defense and a very bad offense, and I just don't think they're a good team. And they're going to struggle in the Big Ten the whole year. Uh huh. Okay, my pretender of the week is Auburn. 
uh, they had a sleeper game this week, you know, a tune-up game against Georgia State, and they very nearly lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nick's got benched. Yeah, I guess he turned into Bo Picks. But um, Does that their time? offense wasn't really moving the ball. They weren't really playing great defense, and only points they got in the second half were punt return touchdown not a blocked punt touchdown actually a pick six with 41 seconds left and they didn't take the lead until there was 45 seconds left in the game on a fourth in goal yeah i agree i agree they're definitely not not a great team um and somehow they're still ranked higher than boston college All right, well, I know it's a little early, but why don't you go ahead and give me your top six right now. If we were, let's say we were the committee and we're, we're given our lay of the land, our, you know, official poll, what do you got as your top six? All right, starting out at number one, the team from Tuscaloosa, the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Number okay. two, I have the Georgia Bulldogs. Number three. Okay. I have the Nittley Lions from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Number four, I have the Oregon Ducks. And my okay. last two teams out of the college football playoffs. Number five, Iowa Hawkeyes. And number six, Cincinnati Bearcats. Okay. Okay. Well, on my end, uh, I have Bama one, of course, even though I don't think they're the best team right now because um, of what I saw against Florida. They 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 look they they started as number one. They haven't done anything to lose number one. Uh, got Georgia two. Don't think they're number two either. But they beat Clemson. Got to put them in two. Oregon has the best win of any team in the country right now. And so I have them at three. Any undefeated team in the country. So I have them at three. Um, I have Penn State at four because of the games they've won and how they've looked. Um, Iowa at five. For same reasons, they did struggle a little bit this week. I don't necessarily trust them because I was weird. Um, and then six, I have Arkansas because they have two ranked wins and they have looked really good. And it's about the resume. They played two good opponents. They've beat two good opponents and dominated both ranked teams. And that's as good as it gets. So if they, if I will say, if Arkansas wins this week, they are top three. If Cincinnati wins this week, they are top four. And one of these other teams is going to have to slide back because resume-wise, it moves, it just moves the needle for me. The only reason I have Cincinnati out is because they haven't beat anybody good. They beat Indiana. That doesn't move do anything for me because Penn State, Iowa, Iowa State, all of them will beat Indiana this year. So we'll see. Well, we'll have to see. Penn State plays Indiana this week. I think it's... Uh, I'm fairly certain Penn State wins by more than 10. More than 10. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's it for me. And I think that is that all we got for college football? Yep, that is it for college football. Also, since we probably won't get this out for Friday's episode, Iowa plays at Maryland this week. It's a road game, it's a Friday night game, and it's a blackout game. Iowa at Maryland at Maryland 
They don't really have one of the best offenses, as we know. They have a great defense, but we'll see if there will be some Friday night magic. I feel like this is going to be a trap game for Iowa because after this, they play Penn State. They're probably looking forward to that game, so that's upset alert right there. I think Maryland is trapping you in this game because all Maryland football does is is they disappoint when it comes to needing to be every remember last year when they come out the first two games and blew out their first two opponents everybody was like oh my god Maryland's legit to his little brother oh my god to his little brother got hurt they actually stink I, I don't think they stink dude I think they they, a, they lose they this game embarrassingly. Defense. They're going to lose the, this game by two more. But they're going to lose this game by two touchdowns. Well, they beat uh, West Virginia. Do you think they could beat Oklahoma at home on Friday night? Do I think Maryland could beat Oklahoma? Yeah. Yes, because I think Oklahoma is not very good, and Iowa's much better than Oklahoma. I think that Iowa wins this game, twenty-seven to thirteen. All right, moving on. NFL time. Okay. NFL, NFL. What a weekend. What a weekend. Um If do you want to start off with just the worst thing that we saw this weekend cuz that is by far the Chicago Bears. I yeah. I don't even know what to, uh, Matt Nagy needs to be fired right now. Right now, he just does, he has zero idea how to have a creative Real offense. This was the same issue with Trubisky, and honestly, I'm starting to worry, wonder if it wasn't Trubisky at all. I get, I think he ruined Trubisky because this is twice he's had mobile quarterbacks, and he has had no real real plan on how to move the pocket, give him time, let him use his legs, and let him make plays either throwing on the run or running the ball, because Justin Fields. Similar to Mr. Trubisky, he's a Justin Fields is a much better athlete than Mr. Trubisky, and Justin Fields was not on the run anytime this game unless he was running away from Miles Garrett. He was not. He did not get any chances in a read option. He did not get any designed run plays. The pocket was never moved to help him because the O line is the worst in football. And honestly, I just. I feel for any Bears fans out there because that was sad to watch. I don't see it getting any better. The Browns have a solid defense, but it should not do that to any team in the NFL that has NFL players. Never. That should never occur to anyone that's playing the Browns. And do you, do you think I don't know, Andy just, Dalton would have had more than one net pa- passing yard? Yes. Because Andy Dalton doesn't hold the ball and can can go past his first read. Justin Fields is not ready. For that, for what happened today, unless his coach helps him. He's not. Andy Dalton, for all the jokes people make about him, is a is a decent NFL quarterback that understands reading defenses. And oh, if my first guy is – if Allen Robinson has got two guys on him, oh, Darnell Mooney's running a slant. Let me throw it to him. You know, something like, like able to get the ball out. And if, if there's nothing open, I'm going to either run forward and slide or I'm going to throw this ball out of bounds. And Justin Fields doesn't have that awareness. Now, he also had an average pocket time of 0.78 seconds. An average pocket time of 0.78 seconds. I don't 
feel like that's fair for anybody. Uh, so, but I don't see it getting any better. Yeah, I, I agree with you that Nagy needs to be fired. Like this week, he said all three quarterbacks could potentially start. You have your starter, Andy Dalton, hurt. You have your backup, Justin Fields, hurt. You didn't protect him at all. Didn't really give yep. him a fair shot. And now you're just going to throw Nick Foles out there. dude. Get it, him it, hurt. I, I think the game's over for him, man. The, the, it, Doing someone else to try to save his job, try to save his own ass. His, well, it, it's, he's done for, man. Two things. Someone else needs to call offensive plays. But I also have seen, I've seen a lot of people both that care about the Bears and both that don't and are just neutral that have said that they honestly felt like Matt Nagy coached this game like this on purpose to prove that he was right about Andy Dalton being the better option right now. And honestly, as dumb as I've seen him be in the time that he's been the coach of the Bears, I I honestly kind of believe it's possible that he intentionally sabotaged this game so that he would look like he's not dumb for starting Andy Dalton when the year started. So he sabotaged his job to prove a point about a quarterback. He's uh, that dumb. That, I do think he's that dumb. That sounds right about Nagy. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, there's some good stuff, though. The The Browns did look good. It's great. Good for them. Um, other teams, we've got uh, two surpri- really, really big surprise 3-0 teams. Um, the Panthers are 3-0 and the Broncos are 3-0. And it's odd because they it's basically the exact same team, which I find very interesting. It's a very good defense with a good, not the exact same team, but a similar formula. Very good young defense with mixed in veterans and then a game manager quarterback with good offensive weapons that are, are scoring just enough. What are you talking about? We're talking about NFL rushing touchdown leader Sam Lamar Jackson Darnold. Yeah. So we got Sam Darnold, who is a, he's a game manager, and he's doing a pretty good job at it right now. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He's doing a better job at managing the game. He's not taking dumb risks. He's not seeing any goats. Okay. He's done. He's he's chilled that out, and he's just he's he looks calm. He looks like he's enjoying football, and he looks composed. Nothing like anything that happened in New York. Um, Panthers hit a snag with CMC, but he's going to be back. They haven't put him on the IR. They expect him to be back in less than three weeks, which is wild. Um, and I, DJ Moore is excellent. Alpha, number one receiver. He is a number one for real. Um, and the Panthers' defense is legit. Brian Burns is an animal. Their corners have been great. Uh, Shaq Thompson is an animal. Uh, they're they're good. They're legit. And the Browns, Sertain and that secondary has looked legit. Justin Simmons is still doing his thing. Von Miller looks younger. And Teddy Bridgewater is doing enough. And I like their little two-headed monster at running back with Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams alternating. So I think they're both legit teams that are going to be playoff teams at, at, at worst in the race at the end of the year. They will, they're not bad teams, neither one of them. Well, I kind of disagree. Um, yeah, congratulations to them. They're 3-0. and But the Broncos' opponents have a combined 0-9 record. 
probably a pretty bad points against record too. Uh, the Panthers aren't really much better. Yeah, they beat the Saints. The Saints that were missing a lot of coaches and a lot on defense. We'll find out about the Broncos this week. They play the Ravens. And we will yeah. find out about the Panthers when they get Christian McCaffrey back. Uh, how far they can go this season. What the, what's, their, what's their schedule coming up looking like? What do we got? Carolina is – they got the Cowboys this week then the Eagles and the Vikings. So let's say they don't have him for those games. I, I mean, it, are we completely uh, – like if they go 0-3, are we like, oh, now the pants actually suck? Are we saying, no, nah, it's because McCaffrey's not there? But on the other hand, if they go 3-0 and against those three teams at the Cowboys, Eagles and Vikings, are we still not sold? Even 2-1. and one. Let's we'll say they, they lose to the Cowboys at in Dallas and they beat the Eagles and the Vikings. Are you would you would that make you sold on them? Or do you you just gotta wait and see until McCaffrey comes back? Well, the thing is this season there are more playoff spots, but also the NFC West exists. So they're gonna have to keep this up while also hoping that the teams from the NFC West lose. Honestly, I, I can't can't really see them be, beating a single one of those teams except, you know, catching the Arizona Cardinals on a bad day or beating the Seahawks, which the, don't really have a very impressive defense right now. I don't think the Seahawks are going to make it. But, I mean, the first half of their schedule, I mean – they got three wins for three teams. I mean, and they beat the Saints, which they I don't know if they should have or not. And then with all that going on, but then you got the Cowboys. But then after that, I mean, you got the Eagles, you got the Vikings, who they're one and two, but I think they're better than one and two. But then you got the Giants, the Falcons, the Patriots, who are not great. None of those teams are great. Then you got at the Cardinals, which is a very tough game. But then you got Washington, who's bad right now, the Dolphins, the Falcons again. I mean, that's. I mean, if they win the games they're supposed to, they beat the Falcons twice. That's five wins. They beat the Giants. That's six. They beat the Patriots. That's seven. They beat Washington. That's eight. Then all they have to do is beat two good teams, beat the Vikings or the Eagles, or the Cowboys, or split with the Bucks, or beat the Saints again. So I don't. I don't. To me, I think they're one of those teams that will punish bad teams and hang with good teams. I don't think they're a great team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they will punish bad teams because their defense is so good. So if they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, they're easily a 9-10 win team. Personally. That's how I see it. All right. Um, Broncos, we'll see this weekend. They have no excuses. They don't have any injuries. We'll see this weekend whether or not they're legit or not. Yep. Um, the 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 zero three teams. We got the Giants, who have been, if I'm not mistaken, they've been in every game. Am I they, wrong? Uh, they've been in every game besides the Broncos game. Well, they were in it for a little bit, but then they they fell apart in the second half. But and then 
Washington game was just heartbreaking that because Daniel Jones did everything he could, and then the Falcons, but they lost to two bad teams because right now the Washington's bad and Falcons are bad. So I'm the Giants are bad. I'm I'm sold on the fact they're bad. I, I get bad luck and all that, but the it, the defense doesn't play on the same day that the offense plays. It feels like so they're just not on the same page. And until that's even close to rectified, they're bad. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to talk about the Jets. They're bad. Yeah, the Jets are basically the Bears on steroids. With how they're bad the worst they team. Are. They're the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, we we all thought it would be the Texans or the Jaguars, but it's actually the Jets. I really thought they made they paid for some good guys on defense. They went and got Corey Davis, who has looked fine this year, and I thought they would be better for Zach Wilson, but it's just not. They suck. They're really bad. Yeah, the guys they got got hurt though. Um, they're missing Mackay Becton, but the O line isn't doing Zach Wilson any favors. The receivers aren't doing him any favors. Their I think they're leading target, but I think they're leading target guys. Braxton Berrios, dude. Oh man, that's down bad, down bad. Yeah, um, the Jags—they're going to sneak out a couple games this year because I think they have an offense that can score points. And the more and more they get comfortable, I'll add to it um, because they got weapons. They got Chark, they got Marvin Jones, they got Lavisca Chenault, James Robinson. I mean, they have all weapons, and Trevor Lawrence just got to get used to it. I think he—he's getting a little more comfortable. They hung, they scared the Cardinals. For a little while, um, but their defense is bad. I also don't understand the trading of CJ Henderson to the Panthers um, for a third round pick, and I'm very mediocre tight end to Dan Arnold. Um, so we'll see how that what that what it was with that because CJ Henderson last year proved to be a pretty good corner, um, and Urban Meyer just seems to hate him. Uh, but I'm glad to see he gave James Robinson some chances this week and doesn't hate James Robinson anymore. It seems. So that's good. Uh, the Lions, dude, they are. That's a scrappy ass team. They are like, they're going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. And I think they're going to squeak out a few games. And Dan Campbell, I think, is 100% the right man for that job. And they're going to play like him. And they're going to be scrappy, annoying mean and physical and it's going to make a lot of teams uncomfortable like they did to Baltimore this week. Yeah, shout out to him. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to get a team together after three straight like pretty tough losses, especially this week with the controversy with the delay of game and Justin Tucker breaking the NFL record doinking into Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean it, it sucks. I feel bad. I mean, the late game thing, it's hard to tell because we weren't in the stadium. And, you know, sometimes there's a delay on TV that is not really, you know, it's not accurate. I don't know about that one. I do know, I do know that was a hell of a kick. And I'm really sorry for Lions fans. Uh, but yeah, that it is what it is. But they're going to make a lot of people nervous this year. They're going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. Um, they might even steal a division win. I, I honestly, right now, feel like they're better than the Bears, even though they're 0-3. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we have the Colts, who I think is the saddest of this group. 
because the expectations yeah. they had expectations the tough schedule they had to start the season yeah and right now they stink they stink they have one of the worst red zone offenses i think i've ever seen i think they kick like five field goals against the titans and and honestly it's right now it's it's on one of their their normal strong suits their o-line but they, the O line looks bad, dude. It looks really. But they got some injuries, and, and Eric Nelson Fisher's not. He's hurt. Eric Fisher's not starting to left tackle right now. I don't think. So yeah, he's it, hurt too. I mean, Jonathan Taylor has 13 attempts in the red zone, which is the highest in the league, and has no touchdowns. That Neem Hines is the only explosive player on the offense since it looked like that through three weeks. Um, Wentz is trying to play through injuries. And I can't Two tell whether or not he's good or bad. I can't tell or not whether he's good or bad. I still can't. I cannot tell because there's flashes where he looks like a great NFL quarterback. And there's flashes where he looks like Brandon Wheaton. So I do not know what is going on. So I don't know what to do with him. I don't know what to do with the Colts. I need to see them play. They played the Dolphins this week. If they beat the Dolphins, I will feel better because the Dolphins are not a good team. So we will, right now, they're just not. They're they have a, a good. They have good secondary on defense. The rest of the defense has got some things to work on, and then they've got an offense right now that is just very concerning to watch. So, I don't know. They got to figure something out, though. I don't know. Um, the other concerning team that we both watched this weekend is the Chiefs. Um, I they got go a turnover. You tell problem. me how. Yeah, you they tell got, me how you feel about them before I do it. They got a turnover problem. They're giving it out like people are giving out COVID right now. Um, <laughs> and their defense, it's bad. It's bad. It's pitiful. They have the worst red zone defense in the NFL. They probably have one of the bottom five defenses in the NFL right now. I, I'd say more than probably. I'm pretty sure they definitely do. And they play in the toughest division in the AFC. So they're one and two. They blew the game against the Ravens. Okay. They just had, they had a minus four turnover margin against the Chargers. They shouldn't have won won that game and they didn't win that game. And right now they're at the bottom of the division. When do we hit the panic button for them? Uh, uh, for me personally, I feel like there's a little bit right now. There's not quite enough to make me super concerned. I will say, if by some chance they lose to the Eagles this week, there needs to be real, real concern. So, because Dallas's defense that we consider a bad defense, most people that watch football consider not good, just shut down the Eagles this week. Okay. And if the Eagles, if they come into Philly and lose to the Eagles, or even if I watch that defense give up 30 points again. I, I there's serious concern because then yes they're playing with a, a good offense but right now this offense doesn't look like a top five offense either it doesn't it really because Tyree Kill is being isolated 
and taken out of their the game a little bit. And Mahomes, yeah. as good as he is, when when he it is shown when he becomes uncomfortable, he has a turnover issue. He forces I mean, things a little bit. When you get out the pocket and throw it straight to a wide open guy and it breaks his hands and falls into the hands of Asante Samuel Jr. That that Excellent, one that know. one wasn't that one's not necessarily on him. Um, that yeah, is a I, byproduct of him throwing his little no look passes though, and the receiver not being ready is how I took from that. And and the guy he's passing to being uh, Jermaine Furston or Fenton Ooh. or whatever. So he threw it to. A I don't know who that guy is. No, he's a receiver. He scored a touchdown later in the game. Um, Fulston or something like that. But regardless, and then the the one he threw to Kelsey that he overthrew Kelsey was bad it was was not good it was a bad pick um so i'm not panicking but i'm you know the defense is concerning i'm not gonna lie i am concerned and we'll just have to wait and see how it goes because they the they have the eagles and then they have the bills the bills to me is the real test if they get dominated by because if if the bills hold them under 20 points they're gonna lose i mean they're just gonna lose, and if they that means it, so that means they will have lost a game to the Ravens and the Chargers, and then the Bills. That is three of the major contenders in the AFC right now, and then they barely beat the Browns, and they probably shouldn't have. So there's a real world where they're zero and three right now, and looking down the barrel of one and four. Yeah, and they're also a world where they don't blow the lead against the Ravens, or they don't freaking fumble the ball like three times against the Chargers. Yeah, and I mean, you can say turnovers will come and go, but if you have a turnover problem, it will plague you all season. If you can't hold on to the ball, if you can't, you know, stop throwing it to other people, it's going to keep going. And, you know, if they've got uh, two of their next four games are easy and the two of them are hard because they've got the Bills and the Titans and then they've got the Eagles in Washington, so... There's, it feels like every week they've got an easy game, hard game, easy game, hard game for the next few weeks. And that's what we're really, really going to tell. How do they do against teams that are bad and that might not score as much on them because their offense is bad? Um, and how do they do against the elite? Because if you're a Chiefs fan, you know, Super Bowl or bust is really what you're looking at, the way that the, way that the expectation you have. And if you're not able to beat any elite teams – then I, it seems like a bust to me, and I'd be concerned because it doesn't seem like you're going to be viable in the playoffs if you can't compete with the elite teams. Well, right now they are one in one against elite teams. I think they're one and two because I think the Chargers are elite, Browns are elite, and the Ravens are an elite team. Who, who, which one of those three teams is not an elite team to you? Is not a contender in the for a playoff spot and a playoff game. I think it's way too soon for the Chargers and they're young. I can't really call them elite right now. I thought their defense looked great. And I thought Asante Samuel looks like rookie of the year, defense rookie of the year. When Derwin James is on the field, they look like a good team to me on defense. And their offense, Justin Herbert's nasty, dude. He throws he throws the prettiest football in the NFL, without a doubt. Dude, that thing is nice. He throws that ball real smooth. 
And Mike Williams, if he stays healthy, is might be like out of the blue offense player of the year. Like no 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 joke. It's the guy is dominating right now. So we'll we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see on them. But I do like them. Um we had the Saints and then we can play this week uh, as well. Um I still can't tell if the Saints are good or not. Because but it was encouraging that James did not throw any picks against a good defense that usually forces a lot of turnovers that just made Zach Wilson look like a fifth grader playing quarterback. He threw two touchdowns. He limited any kind of chance. He did the one touchdown he threw was a little wild. He did it while he was falling down. Yeah. And it just happened to work out for him. But the point is he didn't he didn't make any turnovers. And the Saints offense looked better. Their defense is legit. It is for real. And I'm concerned more about Mac Jones when he plays even decent defenses looks extremely mediocre. And this Pats offense is extremely bad. I mean, what do you expect from a rookie, though? And I'm not going to blame the loss on him. It obviously wasn't on him. No, it's not. On on the pick six he threw, John Smith pretty much just dropped the ball right into the defender's hands. But, yeah, I agree. The offense definitely needs to get going. And uh, the rushing offense got to be better. This week, they didn't run the ball. That's pretty much why they lost. Uh, the Saints defense forced them to throw it 51 times, which you, you don't yeah. really want any rookie to be throwing it that many times. Yeah. Um, but I, um, but the, with the Patriots, what I'm, what I'm, my thing is, so they played the Buccaneers this week. They're likely going to lose that game. And after that, they got the Texans, Cowboys. They got the Jets again and the Chargers. If they come out of that with only one or two wins, if they're one of the, one of the bottom-tier teams in the NFL, I think we have to, after looking at all the money they spent this offseason, the long-term contracts they spent, that Bill Belichick has carte blanche to do whatever he wants with the roster, that he's not that good of a coach, and Tom Brady is actually just that good and made his career. I think that's definitely way too fucking much to say from three games. If they stink, if they and, uh, if they stink this year, though, if, if they, they stink, stink this year after all the money he spent, if they stink this year, you, you think it's going to be on Bill or it's going to be on Josh McDaniels? One of them got to leave. That's what you're saying. No, I think it, it proves the point that Brady made Belichick not the other way around. If they go five and twelve. You mean to tell me if they go five and twelve after he spent all that money, there's no excuse. Guys have not checked out. There's no guys that are not complaining because of COVID. The defense is all there. That everybody's there. They spent two tight ends. They brought in Bourne, who played actually played pretty well this week. They spent overpaid wide receivers. He's paid other defensive guys. He wants to keep Gilmore. Didn't trade Gilmore. He's got Dante. They're getting older, and he hasn't done anything about it. They, he got let go of Cam and put Mac Jones in there, and he doesn't really look ready yet. I, I He looks tentative to me, but that, that to me, without addressing the wide receiver issue for real, because they didn't, that to me is cause for concern. That I think that he isn't as good of a coach as we've all made him out to be, or that he's lost at one or the other, I, or that he shouldn't be GM. I'd rather say maybe he's lost it 
Maybe McDaniels lost it since he calls the offensive plays. But I mean, I, but, I think it's way too soon. I think it's way too soon. I I, I don't think that, uh, you know, Bill didn't earn those first couple Super Bowls. Maybe Tom carried him later on in his career. But I don't know. You can't, I don't know. You can't, you can't say that Bill's been carried by Brady his whole career. There's a I, I don't necessarily know if he's been carried. I don't know if he should be GM anymore. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Because okay. I know he, he's got some leeway because he is with Belichick. But he's doing Chip Kelly-like things from his tenure at the Eagles with the money he's spending and it not working out. He spent a lot of money, and they are not short-term contracts. They are not one-year contracts. They are two-, three-, four-year contracts, and these guys are going to be there. And unless he keeps on doing his weird trade magic, this is going to be the way it is. Isn't this for the foreseeable future? Years, this isn't this Bill's first year actually spending money and not being cheap, though. Sometimes he spends on certain guys, but yes, he has been historically let people go. But then my problem is, did Brett has Brady gotten into his head and made him screw up? Did Brady winning that Super Bowl ruin his? mentality and he spent all this money and has put the Patriots in a hole for the next three years because it honestly from the outside looking at from right now what it looks like is I feel like this whole thing has gotten in his head and he's he's he messed up to me that's what it looks like to me so far that's a that's a hell of a thing to say man <laughs> I mean they lost they lost to a bad Dolphins team that we have now seen is a bad team and they beat the Jets, which he always does this to rookie quarterbacks. So, I mean, that's just what he does. He schemes good for rookie quarterbacks. They see stuff they've never seen before. And then he they lost to a Saints team that, honestly, we can't tell is any good. And they're going to lose to the Bucks this week. And then they might lose to the Texans. I do not have faith that they beat the Texans right now. So you're, Other than you're, the, you're guaranteeing that they lose to the Buccaneers this I week. I guarantee you they lose to the Buccaneers by double digits. Tom Brady is going to go in there and – Tom Brady's going to go in there and rip them a new asshole. I'm telling you right now. He knows everything Bill knows, everything about Bill. He's going to rip him a new ass. So, I'm telling you, this is going to be bad. So you're, you're going to bet Bucks money line and the spread? You you know what? Fuck it. Do, do it a custom spread. I would, bet my, and a half. I would 100% bet that, and I might do it. <laughs> I might go in there and do it. I, I honestly don't see any chance that they don't they don't this game's even close. The Patriots are bad right now. But we'll move on from that. We'll move on to probably the brightest spot of my weekend. I'm being a Ravens fan. Um Big Ben is absolutely completely washed. Washed. He's washed. Yeah. Looks that was the saddest there. thing I that was the saddest thing I've ever watched. I honestly almost felt bad. I almost did. But then I didn't. Um, but you, you think they're gonna eventually sit on this year and put in a good old Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? I don't think Mike Tomlin has it in him to bench Ben. They've been he's been there too long. They've been through so much. I think Mike would rather risk his his non losing season streak that he's had his entire career there. He's never had a losing season. I think he'd rather risk that than bench Ben, and that would. Unless Ben tells him that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here. I can't do it anymore. I'm not good enough anymore. 
or Ben gets hurt. And honestly, as fragile as Ben looks, he might get he might get hurt badly. And I that's that's what I don't want. I don't want him to get hurt bad. But he looks washed. Dude. He looks very unathletic. He looks like if I went out there and played NFL quarterback. <laughs> and I am not uh, 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 anywhere towards peak athleticism. No, no athlete on your team should ever look the way Ben 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 Roethlisberger looked this weekend ever. I thought he was That's going on the old Tom Brady diet this season. <laughs> uh, he 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 looks like he went on the uh, Vince Wilfork diet this season. I don't know. It, it looks bad, dude. He does not look good. The there's a lot of injuries going around. I, I, the 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 biggest thing to me is is his arm. The most targeted player in the NFL this week was Najee Harris because he can't throw the ball down the field unless yeah. it's a 30-yard streak to Chase Claypool who jumps up in the air, hits it with both his hands, drops it, and falls extremely hard like Mike Williams used to three years ago. Claypool falls so damn hard. Why does he do that to himself, dude? He falls so hard. He always lands on his shoulder, his hip, or something. It's what the heck. But – I uh, no, the Steelers look bad. Their secondary doesn't look like what it was. Minka's, you know, biting and trying to make turnovers constantly has got them beat on deep plays a couple times this year. And even though he is still great, um, I don't know. I'm just the Steelers look like they're in a bad way right now. I think they're they're and they I mean they lost to the Bengals and that's their division rival and that means they, that means they're the, they're the worst team in this division right now by a pretty decent margin. Yeah, but did they lose to the Bengals at home, or was it a road game? Um, I think it was at home, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, they lost to the Bengals in Pittsburgh. That's a problem. Yeah, it was at home. After losing to the Raiders at home. And then they got to go at the Packers this week, which is probably another L. And then they got the Broncos at home, and then they got Seahawks at home. They might be one and five. And then they're at the Browns. They might be one and six. If they're one and six, Mike Tomlin might have to pull him. I'm not gonna lie, he might have to pull him. Unless you just want to talk chocolate up injuries. I don't know. But how is Dwayne Haskins that much better? He may be young, but he's far dumber. <laughs> So I'd, I don't, rather, I don't know. I'd rather put in Rudolph than Haskins or even Dobbs just because of sure, the years man. they've been in the offense. I'm not sure. Um, the Washington football team, we've talked about them a minute. We've talked about them a couple times already. But um, I was never completely sold on Heineke, dude. But I think it's – there's a reason he was undrafted. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. – there was absolutely a reason why he wasn't drafted to the NFL, and it's apparent that his decision-making is wild. Um, and he has great arm talent, but his he, he looks like what Spencer Rattler would look like if he played in the NFL to me. Oh, that's and a perfect the, target for the Washington team to get in the offseason. Right, yeah, but uh, – yeah, so I think we 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 both we both feel like Heineke's just not not the answer there, obviously, and that they made a major mistake this offseason not pursuing a quarterback outside of Ryan Fitzpatrick, the journeyman. Correct. Yeah, the, yeah, they're probably going to have to wait another year because it seems like this quarterback 
class for this year is just going to be a bunch of guys that would be like fourth rounders in last year's draft. Just, just to be honest with you. I mean, isn't Matt Coral a uh, he's he's eligible, isn't he? Yeah, he's eligible it's right now, but he wasn't. I mean, really he looks like, the best. He wasn't really like um highly scouted, I'd say. I think uh, the QB one right now for the draft is probably Malik Willis out of Liberty. I don't know, dude. I mean. Matt Coral is he is he is steadily improved in college every year. His you know, his uh, average pass yardage has gone up. His um, interceptions are going down. His passer rating has gone up every year. And I just I don't know, dude. I I just feel like he, if you show steady improvement like that, you've been there. You've shown that you will consistently get better. That he's. At least got to be in that conversation. The only reason he might not be is because he's a little older. Because he's been there since 2018. So he's like 22. It's not just that. It's also the system of offense that they play at Ole Miss that it allows the quarterbacks to put up these crazy stat lines. But, yeah, I, I agree that he's gotten better. But it's not really – about that per se it's more about potential and stuff like arm talent and how he would do in a professional offense you know well i mean if we're looking at professional offense i mean i don't think rattlers i mean you're probably right that there's just nobody that's really stood out millie quillis and desmond ritter i guess has looked the best prototypically um, but Malik Willis also plays like far worse competition, so it's hard to tell. Um, but yeah, we'll just see Washington and Washington's defense, man. I don't, it was supposed to be really good at the beginning of the year, and it's just not. They don't look good. The D line's yeah. not playing up to what it was. The linebackers look mediocre and bad in coverage, and their secondary that was supposed they added some guys to doesn't look very good. And I just, uh, I don't know, dude. They don't. They don't look great to me, and I'm worried about them. And I think if you're a, if you're a fan, that you definitely full panic. And the best thing that can come out of this season is a high draft pick and a new name. Other than that, you you might have to go ahead and pack it up. Yeah, as long as it's not something dumb like the Washington Commanders or something. I would. I I I pray that it's not for everyone that enjoys Washington football. Um. But yeah, uh, and then we had the Rams and Bucks game Sunday night, which was pretty good. Um, but it was fairly apparent that the Rams were the best team on the field. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. The and Bucks secondary, I think they're banged up a little bit, but that's yeah, fair. That's fine. But their secondary didn't look great. As of right now, to me, the Rams are the best team in the NFL. They look the best this year, and they are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Because now they have they have a veteran defense that has the number one corner, the number one D lineman, and then everyone else seems to be doing their job. Kenny Young has looked amazing this year, uh, and so you got that. And then the offense, Matthew Stafford, not in a Detroit Lions uniform, is amazing. Um, and they're doing this without a running game so far. 
There is no, there's, I mean, Sonny Michelle did okay this week against a team that usually bottles up the run. And Daryl Henderson's looked okay, but they haven't done this with an amazing running game. It has been Matthew Stafford lighting up teams with Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson and Deshaun Jackson. I mean, what? So, I mean, as long as they keep going at this pace, dude, and Sean McVay's got to figure it out, this is the favorite for me to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and then Monday night we had the uh, the uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, what to you is 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 the cutoff for giving Aaron Rodgers too much time at the end of a game? How many how many seconds left with no timeouts? Don't don't give him the ball. Period. He's... How many seconds is the cutoff though? What's the cutoff where it's it's that's 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 not a, that he can't do it in that much time. What's the cutoff with no timeouts? Maybe five, but even then, he's he's the master of the hail mary. He, Let's say so you know good. you just scored, so you're kicking it. the ball, you're kicking the ball back off. What's the number that you feel okay kicking the ball off? He gets it at the twenty-five. What's the no the amount of time? No timeouts. What's the amount of time left? You feel comfortable? Less than ten. For me, it's about fifteen, but either way, it's ridiculous. It's not. It's not a good note. It's, 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 it's truly wild. Um, but I mean, we talk about Aaron Rodgers a lot about this. Mason Crosby did hit a fifty-one yard field goal, and needs full credit. Mason Crosby did that shit. Uh, but that was a great game. Forty Nine ers are legit, um, and I still. I don't think you're, Jimmy Garoppolo is still low on Yeah, Jimmy well, D, D did been, had a really dumb play at the end of the game. He looks sometimes like he's a very competent starting quarterback, and then sometimes he looks really dumb. And I can't tell how to feel um, about it, to be honest with you. Uh, so I, I just I, – I, jury's still out for me. I think the uh, Niners I, will be fine when their running back uh, room get, gets healthy again and they get if, the run game incorporated back a little bit. If if it gets healthy again. True. I, but, um, you know, their, their team, you can put pretty much any running back in there and they'll do de- decent. It was very encouraging to watch uh, Brandon Ayuk get some touches again, though, and he looked healthy and solid. Yeah. Um, I don't know about any. I mean, none of the running backs looked good. Sermon didn't look good. He scored a touchdown, but he didn't look good. He averaged three yards a carry. He not yeah, look good. Probably a, a, the reason that he was third on a dev chart. None of them have looked good to me. Mostert looks most Mostert's just very fragile when he's there. Jeff Wilson, when he comes back, is probably the best running back there. And Elijah Mitchell looks fragile, like Mostert. He's small and he looks fragile. So I just I'm I'd be a little surprised if I was a 49ers fan, but um, so far what's probably the most the most surprising thing to you that you've seen so far this year? Uh, probably how all the rookie quarterbacks have pretty much either looked mediocre or just downright awful. I you know, number bad. one number one pick Trevor Lawrence. I don't. I, I don't know if like, it's fuck. Yeah, I don't know if it's all his fault because of the he's having to throw the ball so much. But he doesn't look good. He looks. He looks bad. Yeah, Zach Wilson, no help. 
Trey Trey Lance's look good, but he doesn't start, so it doesn't really count. He's been in he's been in very limited, high, low, like risk situations. So I don't he, really. He's been in plays that are designed around his ability as a runner and a passer. Yeah, he hasn't had to run a team or run a game full game plan, adjust mid game or anything like that. He's going in and running design plays for him to do things. That's why Justin Fields looked good before this week, and. He looked miserable. Um, honestly, I mean, Davis Mills looked okay Saturday. I mean, for Thursday. Um, General Mills. Uh, he, he was he was getting yeah he he, he was a tough player out there. Even though he, he looked was better, sacked a bunch. He looked better he looked than Zach better. Wilson. Yeah, he looked better than Zach Wilson. He looked and kind of he looked about the same as Mac Jones does to me. They look similar. I still think Mac Jones is um I still think Mac Jones is the best out of all of them for right now this season. And the offensive I, player of the year is probably the guy that had the worst offseason and the worst preseason in Jamar Chase, who could have seen I, that coming. We'll see. I don't know if he can keep up the touchdown pace that he's at. I mean he can't. He can't score that many touchdowns all year long, but um, who's who's I mean, gonna who's gonna challenge him? I can guarantee. He thinks he'll score a touchdown a game. He's gonna no, score more I, than one touchdown a game. Oh, I thought you meant like he's gonna keep that pace. I was about to say, what the hell? No, who's gonna challenge him for offensive rookie of the year? Because none of these quarterbacks are gonna do it probably. And I I don't think Panay Sewell can win. They that won't award. give it to an O lineman. Is sadly. Um, Javante Williams might if he takes over fully the starting running back job. Um, uh, Devontae Smith doesn't look like it. Jalen Waddle, if they would actually throw him the ball, might. Um, but right yeah, now, yeah, I mean, Chase is the leader, but it's a long, long, long year, dude. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Chase can keep up that pace. Because T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd demand so many targets. I don't know if he can keep up that pace. T. Higgins you, is I mean, actually hurt right now. I know that, but when T. Higgins is there, he's not going to be hurt all year. He's got a nagging injury. but Yeah, but the thing is, uh, Chase already has an established connection with Joe Burrow. But is he the number like, one receiver on that team? Is that what you're telling me? You think he's number one right now? Not, I think Tyler Board is still better like skill-wise, but right now uh, Chase is probably like uh, Burrow's like go-to guy right now, honestly. That is, he Tyler Boyd has more targets. Jamar Chase has more deep targets right now, so we'll just have to see. T. Higgins didn't play that game, and Stanley has one less target than Jamar Chase. So I think T. Higgins is the number one wide receiver there when he plays. So I just don't know if that's going to be. I think it's T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins is the alpha on that team. He's built like a Tyler Boyd is a slot receiver who is very solid, very skilled but lacks physicality and speed. He is a, a great route runner. Tyler Boyd is a poor man, Devontae Adams. If oh, Devontae Adams... On. Don't do him like that. That's not a bad thing. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. He's a lower tier Devontae Adams because he's a great route runner, but he doesn't possess the physical skills that Devontae Adams has. Tyler Boyd is good. He will never be great. He never has been great. He has always been solid. He is, you know, just He's solid. consistent. He's consistent. He's consistently solid. 
He's not never going to be a top 10 receiver. He's probably never going to be a top 20 receiver, but he is never going to be a bad receiver. His entire career, he will probably spend getting between 85 and 100 targets a year and between 800 and 1,100 yards every year. And he's going to live in that range and like between four and seven touchdowns every year. And he's going to be, have a great NFL career and be a good player, but he's never going to be excellent. I think T. Higgins has the potential to be an alpha, number one wide receiver. And Jamar Chase to be a – he has the potential to be an alpha. But I think in, if he stays in Cincinnati, they're going to be a nasty one-two combo. Nasty. Uh, but, yeah, right now he is the favorite for offensive rookie of the year. All right. Um, and um, how do you feel about other- Josh Gordon signing with the Chiefs? Yeah, I was going to say that's really the only other news that's come out. Um, I think if he's in shape, if he's in shape, ready to play football right now, he's better than Miko Harbin and Byron Pringle and James Furston or whatever his name is. So his a possibility he could come in and get some real targets. But we thought the same thing before with Le'Veon Bell, and then we didn't really amount to anything last year. So no, uh, Le'Veon didn't really – he wasn't really involved in the pass game and – I think he quit on a team, to be honest with you. That's why he, he didn't get in the game. I, th- I think Le- Lev Bell is washed, honestly. Yeah, but the thing about Josh Gordon is we haven't seen him play at any nowhere close to a top-tier ability in eight or nine years. So, yeah, But I, he's, he's still number one most picked-up fantasy player this week. Every yeah, time I'm he still, comes back. Every time. I don't know. Chubba Hubbard is probably the most picked up guy this week because I'm Christian McCaffrey. But yeah, in general, Josh Gordon is. Uh, I'm a little tentative on saying it's going to be really impactful, but you're always chasing that 1600 yards he put up in 2013. Forever will will that be? Yeah, until until you call it, he calls it quits, dude. That's you're chasing that, and you think that you know he can do that because that year he was absolutely amazing. Yeah, six hundred yards in like how many games? Not even. I think it was only twelve. Yeah, insane. If I'm if I'm being honest, I think it was only twelve. Let's let's look up Josh Gordon and see. He did not play that many games. Um, And I was, I mean, I remember being like watching it, and it was we were all in awe. And he, I mean, you didn't know what to what to say or do. let me played, see. Yeah, played in uh, 14 games in 2013. At 87 catches for 1,600 yards, averaged almost 20 yards a catch, and had nine touchdowns. Sheesh. He caught 64 first downs and had a first down catch percentage of 73.5%. He had nine 40-plus yard plays and 30 20-plus yard plays. He had nine forty yard plus plays, dude. That's and then since then we saw him. We we got a little bit of it with the Patriots. He played twelve games. Yeah. Didn't he win was, the Super Bowl decent. with the Patriots? Did they win in two thousand eighteen? I think that was the Rams uh, year where they played the Rams. Not sure. Yeah, Super Bowl champion. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um. But yeah, I uh. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, how old is he now? He's 31? only 30. He's only 30. He's 30. Only 30. We'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. Who knows? Um, 
Um, and to update everybody on our picks so far this year, this week we didn't do an episode, but me and him logged our picks ahead of time. Um, so he went uh, 11 and 5. I went 13 and 3. Um, I shouldn't have picked the Bears. I don't know why I did. I picked the Bears, missed on that. Um, I picked the Eagles last night. And then the, uh, what was the other one I missed? What was the other one I missed? It was uh, the Giants. I took the Giants. Very foolish of me to trust Daniel Jones in any capacity. <laughs> uh, but to our comes to our total so far. Tobe is a 32-16. Nice, uh, nice, good ratio. And I'm 29-19. So I'm trying to catch up to you after our bad first week. I've had two, two positive weeks in a row. And I'm coming for your ass. Yeah, this is my first bad week. Honestly, I, I got... I think all but one of the 1 p.m. games wrong. Man, you didn't get the rest of the day. Yeah, I, I was perfect the rest of the day. I should have done a afternoon game only part. Oh man, I, I was down too much to parlay this week, and then I fucking bit on goddamn Packers <laughs> game and it, it lost even more. That's tough. It happens. It happens to all of us. Um, I think before we wrap it up, me and you are going to give our top 10 power rankings right now for the NFL. Uh, and this is this is based on what we've seen so far. And I think Toe might take into account a little more what we've seen before than I do because I, I try to go based off what I've seen this year because oftentimes what we saw last year just doesn't apply anymore. Um, so for me, this is what I've got so far. Um, one, I have the – I'll go from 10 to 1. I've got uh, the Cowboys at 10, which begrudgingly, because I do not love them still. Um, And then 9, I've got the Titans. Uh, The bounce back from the Cardinals seems to be legit. Uh, They need to get A.J. Brown back. He didn't look right anyway, so I think they need to give him time to be fully healthy. Um, We'll see what they can do with just Julio Jones out there, but the other receivers seem to be good enough. Um, I got the Chargers at 8. They look legit. Justin Herbert's nasty. The offense is nasty, and the defense looks good enough to where they're gonna they're gonna be a, a playoff team, a competent team this year. Um, the Ravens at seven. Um, I'm a little concerned with the, how they played against Detroit. I'm a little concerned that you know they keep having these tight, weird games, and we, that I don't have the Chiefs in my top ten. So that means I, they've played three non top ten teams for me, and I almost lost to two of them and lost to one of them very sadly. So they could just as easily be 0-3 as they are 2-1. So that's a little concerning, but I do think they have a good enough defense and a offense that's working through some stuff that when it gets fully ready, like they're nasty. Um, got the Browns at 6. I just think they're really balanced, really good balanced team, good defense, good offense. They can run the clock, run the ball. They do a good job at that. Packers at five. Aaron Rodgers is fine. Packers are going to be fine. I'm not worried about them at all. I got the Cardinals at four. Only reason I have them above the Packers is because they're undefeated and because of what we saw against the Titans, what they can be at their best. Um, Three, I've got the Bills because the last two weeks they have looked absolutely disgusting. They've looked so good. They're nasty. Josh Allen figured out whatever went wrong for week one and Nasty. Um, I got the Bucks too, even though they lost to the Rams. Tom Brady's that offense still looks like the second best offense in the NFL. 
uh, and the defense just needs to get healthy. But right now, I, there, there's a big gap between two and one for me because one is the Rams, and we saw it that there was a gap. There was absolutely a gap right now between the Bucks and the Rams, so we'll just wait to see. But I don't have the Chiefs there, um, and I'll give my, my only reasoning. My only reasoning is that that defense is a bottom five in the NFL right now, and until I see otherwise, you cannot be any type of a, an elite team to me if your defense is bottom five, especially when you have this offense that seems to be struggling in other ways and turning over the ball, which doesn't help. So. We'll just have to wait and see. But right now, I don't have them in my top 10. I had them close 11 or 12, um, along with the Raiders and the Panthers and the Broncos are right outside that range to me. All right. I will do my top 10. I'll start at one. Um, the Rams, they're the best team in football right now. Offense, defense, special teams, they got it all. They've got a, they got a guy, quarterback, he slings that thing. At two, I have the Bucks. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He's a winner. Um, that defense does need to get healthy, especially on the secondary, but they'll be fine. Number three, I have the Packers reigning MVP AA Ron. Uh, I think that week one game was just an anomaly. We'll see the same Packers we saw last season. Probably lose another NFC Championship game, but we'll see. Number four, I have the Cardinals. They played some squeaky close games lately. I would have them higher, but uh, they're, they're still, you know, winning by the skin of their teeth. And they have a real challenge this week when they play the Rams. Number five, I have the Bills. I think they're an elite team, probably the worst elite team out of all of them i am not really sold on them right now their offense was supposed to get better but we're not really seeing that we're not seeing you know the allen to Diggs connection that we saw last season we're not really seeing you know this is probably the first week allen actually threw the ball to emmanuel sanders which i forgot he even joined the roster the way they played the first two weeks number six i have the browns Dominant run game, two dominant uh, running backs, a dominant defense, and Baker's playing out of his mind right now, having a really good year, uh, cutting back on INTs, and Kevin Stefanski is a damn coach. He's a damn good coach. Uh, number seven, I have the Ravens. You know, they could be 0-3 right now. They're one delay of game away from being 1-2, but... They've got Lamar Jackson. Uh, they got a decent defense, a good secondary, and Justin Tucker clutches kicker since Mason Crosby. Uh, number eight, I have the Raiders. They are really hot. They are scorching Derek Carter's hot. Darren Waller, their offensive line, pass protection, their D-line, they got it all. They just got to, you know, stop playing these close games, these overtime games. Number nine, I have the Cowboys, one of the best offensive in, offenses in the NFC. Uh, the def defense, it looks like they're starting to get it together. They they got really good player in Trayvon Diggs. They have Mike Parsons. Uh, they just need, uh, 
need Dak to stay healthy, feed Zeke. I don't know what this Tony Pollard stuff is. Feed Zeke, run the ball, don't pass <laughs> it 50 times, and they will they can easily be a 12-win team this season. And number 10, I have the Chiefs. You know, they're 1-2 and two right now. Should have beat Baltimore, but, you know, turnovers happen. They have a turnover problem right now. I think despite the defense, they have the offense that can score on anyone. Just need to stop turning the ball over. And they need to do something about that defense. But, yeah, that's it for me. That's my top ten. All right. All right. Well, that's where we're finishing at. Um, I don't have anything else for you. Uh, Nope. All right. Uh, Appreciate it, guys. We'll uh, try to get back to you all this week with our picks um, later. Um, And, yeah, just uh, keep on listening. Follow us on social medias. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, Pod Burrito. Follow us on Twitter, Burrito Pod. If I mix that up, switch the pod and the burrito, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Yeah, and tell your friends, tell your family. We're trying to grow this thing, and we would like anyone who's actively listening, please try to spread it. We we really like doing this, and the more people listen, the easier it makes us to do this. And, you know, yeah, that's basically it.